Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new Pennywise podcast from Lee Enterprises. I'm your host, Terry Barr. We have a kind of tough topic, but I'm going to start out by asking all of you listening a question. Have you been thinking more about life insurance during the past couple of years? Okay, now you see where we're headed. This is a tough topic. It's important, but my guest is going to lay this all out for us, and we're going to have a little informative fun along the way, too. Joining me today, I am thrilled to welcome in, we have uh, Michelle Magna. Now, Michelle is an insurance analyst with Forbes Advisor. Michelle, this is great to have you here on such an important topic. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. It's my pleasure to be here. Why do you think more people may have life insurance front of mind now compared to, say, years past? Well, obviously, with COVID, I think it really brought to people's mind uh, the necessity for being prepared when the unexpected happens. You know, COVID really proved that unforeseeable events really can unfold in a huge way um, on a large scale. And Uh, The result of that is uh, I think people started to kind of face their mortality and realize Mm -hmm. that um, it would be best to be prepared, you know, should a a worst case scenario happen. I think you're right on. Um, And I know when, when we talk about life insurance, the importance of it is to protect your family. Is that right? I mean, how do you best describe what a product of life insurance does for someone? That's exactly right. Uh, What you're doing is basically safeguarding your family's financial future when you have a life insurance policy in place. Yeah, Yeah. it will help replace income after you've passed away. It can help pay off debts such as mortgages. It can help pay for college tuitions, pay off credit card debts. So um, those really, you know, Big ticket items that every household faces um, can be, you know, less worrisome if the primary wage earner is no longer bringing in that income. So life insurance uh, can really be the safety net for your family after you're gone. In that safety way. net. That is the word. How do people know if, well, I don't know if there is such a thing as not enough life insurance, but how can people ask themselves why they need life insurance. What should they talk about with each other? Well, you want to really assess what would happen if you were no longer getting uh, that income uh, to do those things. As I mentioned, uh, for example, pay the mortgage, uh, pay the credit card bills, pay the car loans, kids' college tuition. You know, it's kind of surprising how many folks don't really have a big savings or assets that they can rely on. Um, So when you're looking at like, okay, why would I need life insurance? Um, You wanna address uh, all of these uh, debts that you would have, obligations you would have. And, you know, that would give you a handle of, you know, how much do I need uh, to get? Is there such a thing as, as having too much Or do you think on the flip side of that, do people often, if they get life insurance as part of a package at their job, do they think that's enough? Regretfully, many people do think the life insurance they get through their job is adequate. And uh, 
typically it's it's woefully insufficient because the payout is very low it could be as low as twenty five thousand dollars it may be a year salary but that's not really gonna get you through right. uh the decades <laughs> um it won't get your you know family through the decades of uh life that they'll be facing um that's not really going to cover it um so you really want to buy an individual plan to supplement that which um you can get in much larger amounts and you know the importance as i said would be underscored by the fact that um limra which is an industry-funded research group actually asked folks how long would it take for their family to face financial hardship oh boy if the primary wage earner were to die prematurely yeah and so 44 percent, which is almost half of households said they would face financial hardship uh within six months Ooh. if the primary breadwinner were no longer around um i believe it was close to 30 percent said it would be just one month one um, month yes and then there was also a recent um analysis by the federal reserve where they found that 36% of Americans were unable to cover a $400 household emergency oh. in cash. So that underscores the importance of having the life insurance policy in place, you know, after you're gone again for that, that safety net. So, you know, clearly a plan through your job, that's going to pay out $25,000. Mm -hmm. That may seem like a ton of money, but it's really going to just get you through a few months of bills. If that, okay. um, so you want to supplement with your own individual plan. Wow. There's the reality of the situation broken right down for everybody. <laughs> so when you hear that, and, and, and we don't want anyone to panic, obviously, because you have this opportunity to take a look at buying life insurance. What do you suggest what should people be thinking about as they kind of dive into this? Typically, you know, the sooner you get it, the better. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you're going to pay less if you are younger and healthier. You know, so what does that mean? Well, younger is, you know, like, okay, 20 would be great, right? But <laughs> even, you know, even 30 is a great age because you're going to yeah. pay less than you would at 40. Um, you know, so for example a 20 year term policy for $500,000, which is the kind of a common flavor of life insurance. If you were to buy that at age 30, it would be around $300, you know, and again, this is an average amount based on a healthy individual. And that's for a um, year. Would, what you would pay would be, you know, based on your own medical history and other factors. But if you were to wait from 30 to 40 to buy that same policy, yeah. you could see up to a 36% increase Ooh. in what you pay. So when you're thinking of life insurance, the best thing is not uh, to procrastinate because you're going to pay much less the earlier you buy it, you know, compared to when you're older. You know, having said that, um, it's still relatively affordable. You know, there's been studies that have shown that um, something like, you know, I think half of uh, adults surveyed overestimate the price of life insurance by uh, more than three times. The actual cost. I can see that. And, and I've probably done that myself. And that's why I think this topic is so interesting, but we really don't talk about it enough. Um, how often, once you get it, um, should you take a look at your policy to maybe do updates? Um, is that something people should actually do? Or once you buy it, are you good? Uh, pretty much the latter. 
once you buy it, you're uh, locked in um, uh, for the most part. So for term insurance, especially once you get a policy and it's in place, it's in place, you will get your beneficiaries will get the payout when you pass away. And if you, for example, were to come down with a medical condition afterward, you know, that won't affect your rate. So in that regard, it's, you know, kind of a done deal. Okay. There are other types of life insurance that are more complicated, uh, permanent life insurance, where some of them provide the opportunity for a cash value component. Um, yeah. And you have options for investments. And, you know, so for those, you might want to keep an eye on them. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but for the average, you know, term life insurance, which is um, typically the cheapest type of life insurance to get, it really is, you know, the sooner you buy it, the better you'll pay, you know, the lowest rates if you do so. And then you're pretty much able to take that off of your to-do list. Uh, how does, um, since we kind of started the conversation with COVID-19 and knowing insurance, uh, life insurance in particular has been selling more in the last couple of years. What if a person has had it? How does that impact their life insurance if they're buying it right now after they've had COVID-19? Is that something people need to worry about? You know, thankfully, no. There's a lot of things with COVID that stress people out and worry them. But um you know, fortunately with life insurance, it's, it's really not one of them. Um, you know, for the most part, uh, in general, you know, if you had COVID or you, you know, if you had it, or if you're worried about getting it, it's the application process and, um, will over and the cost will overall be the same if you have COVID or not. Yeah. There may be, you know, if you've had a case that exasperated some conditions or you had resulting, you know, long-term illnesses afterward, then you may pay a little bit, you know, more for coverage, you know, but typically the application process would be the same. And uh, the, the cost would be, as I said, unless you have some resulting, you know, medical conditions that right. were long-term. And that kind of applies to anybody, right? Those underlying conditions. So there you go. Right. Okay. Yes, it, exactly. And, you know, you are right, sales have been up uh, since the pandemic, as we said, I think everybody's, you know, mortality and getting their financial house in order really came front of mind. Right. Um, and I, I believe uh, new premiums increased by 18% last year, which is the highest it's been in 25 years. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. So it is, uh, you know, uh, a topic that people are, I think, you know, finally getting around to really... Um, addressing. And, you know, one of the consequences of COVID um, in terms of life insurance is that the life insurance companies had to move very fast during the pandemic to facilitate online sales. Yes. Everything went online. Yeah. Right. And so that, you know, why, well, why is that important? So a typical life insurance exam uh, usually involves having, you know, a visiting nurse come to your house and they do a few, you know, swabs and this and that, uh, right. they do a medical exam and that is part of the application process. You know, it slows things down. That has to happen. Mm -hmm. People don't love being home for that, doing it. And <laughs> it takes weeks after that. So the life insurance industry was trying to address this before the pandemic by shifting online and offering accelerated life insurance 
shopping where you you would not need the medical exam and they use oh. other data to kind of ascertain what they would through a medical exam. So the pandemic really uh, fueled that to go much quicker. And so uh, consumers can benefit from that because now it's not as rare to, you know, be able to buy life insurance online without a medical exam and have it be comparable to a, a standard plan. And so I think we're going to keep seeing that. I don't oh, think, wow. you know, that was an emerging trend. And then the, the pandemic really, you know, boosted it, kind of um, powered it up. And, you know, I think that's going to continue. And then, of course, that would be great for consumers because it, it takes away that obstacle if you've been thinking, oh, I want to get life insurance, I should get life insurance, you know, but you don't. Now, if you can do it online, it's going to be so much easier than having to, you know, call, make an appointment yeah. and have the medical exam done. So that sounds like a pretty big deal and, and very helpful to consumers, which is nice to see. <laughs> yes, well, absolutely. And especially, um, you know, like I would give uh, the the industry a blue ribbon for that because uh, <laughs> it, they, you know, it's like the saying, you know, turning the, you know, tanker around in the water, it takes a long time. Oh. Um, and so that's how the insurance industry can, can tend to be. So it's actually, it actually passes for very exciting news in the life insurance world. <laughs> Excellent. What did we miss, Michelle? What, what would you say is the bottom line for people who are listening? What do they need to think about? You know, I would say definitely stop putting off getting life insurance. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now is the time. Uh, the sooner, the better, because you will pay less. It's not as expensive as you may think. For example, um, everybody has to have car insurance to drive legally. Uh. In nearly all states, you know, the average rate for that is, you know, over a thousand dollars for the mm -hmm. average driver. And so you can get a life insurance policy for much, much less than that. Um, and the time is now because you don't even have to have a, a nurse, you know, come to your house. Right. Uh, you can do it online. So the sooner the better. And, uh, you know, don't uh, think it's going to make a huge dent in the budget. And that way you have the peace of mind that. Again, you have that financial safety net, you know, in the worst case scenario. Thank you. This has been fascinating. And what a great way to learn about insurance and up to the date information too. So Michelle, thank you so much for everything you've talked with us oh. about today. Gosh, you're so very welcome. Oh, very good. We'll, we'll have to check in down the road and, and see if there's been any changes and what's going on in the life insurance world. But I'm so glad that we uh, did a deep dive into this today. And everybody, again, this is Michelle Magna. She's an insurance analyst with Forbes Advisor. And again, so grateful to have you here again. Uh, Thanks for having me, Terry. Thank you. And thank you for joining us for today's Pennywise podcast. If you want to listen to any other topic about saving money, investing money, and of course, insurance. We have all of these wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. We'll see you again next week. Thanks again. I'm Terry Barr from Lee Enterprises.